Hey everybody and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Jason Lipschutz and I am an associate editor and the Pop Shop blog editor of Billboard.com. Based in New York on the other line in Los Angeles is the three of a kind to my royal flush, Keith Caulfield. How's it going, Keith? I'm swell, but not as good as you after Louis Tomlinson just retweeted you. Wow. My day is Week. made. Week has been made. My month has been made. Thanks for the love, Louis. That was cool. Um, it's the little you know, things. It's the little things in life. So, Keith, how's it going, man? How are you doing? I'm Welcome good. to the Pop Shop Podcast. J- Jason's having a hard time. He he just was so excited before the show started. He was like, "Oh my God, Louis just retweeted." That's me. not even. Nah, I I took. I was very casual. I was like, "Oh, look at look at that." He's full of it. He like actually got it. He's like, "Oh, hold on, I gotta go out like and, and like notify people." Like, I have to scream it from the rooftops. Come on, it's a big deal when you know when uh, Louis Louis. Tomlinson from One Direction retweets you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Can't. a big, it's a big pop shop moment. <laughs> I think it's a poptacular moment. Maybe I'm I'm gonna tweet him and be like, "Hey, come on the Pop Shop podcast. We'll we'll get you on. We'll talk and, about and, No Control and subscribe on, to the show on iTunes." And you whatnot. should do that right now while he's still like on Twitter. <laughs> he only did it ten minutes ago. You should do it right now. While we're talking about it. Saying, hey, I, Louis, hey, Louis, I'm why don't you come on to the Billboard Pop Shop podcast? We can talk about No Control and how it could be the song of the summer. Hey. Well, that's a perfect segue into the Pop Shop podcast 2015 song of the summer show. That's that's right. Today do, do, is... Do, 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 I know. Do, do, yeah, sing that song, man. Do, 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 so this is actually the second Pop Shop podcast of this week. Thanks to those who listened to our Billboard Music Awards <laughs> recap that we posted on Monday. If you haven't listened to that and you want to hear us talk about the Billboard Music Awards, which listen featured, to the first twenty minutes of it, and then after that, you can. We got a little tired. We got a little tired. <laughs> we got a little overtired and a little goofy, but that's okay. So, thanks again to those uh, who streamed and downloaded and commented. We we appreciate all that, and it's on iTunes. It's on Billboard.com right now. If you missed it today, Keith, like I said, we are going to be talking a little bit about the charts. We're going to start with that, the Billboard 200 and Hot 100 go through some soon to be hits but then we are going to end the show with the songs of the summer i mean so what what i asked keith to do is and, I hate and what doing i this and, sort of thing but and i and what i i know but it but it's great what and what i did was we made a list of the five songs that we think are going to be the top five of the songs of the summer chart at the end of the summer basically the, the five songs that are going to rule the summer and you know I, I guess the probability of, of what will be number one, number two, number three, we and, talk and, about all and that. You, you, you said, because I asked him repeatedly, I said, so this is supposed to be what we think will be on our official Songs of the Summer chart that yes. we release at the that we, like We'll have this, we, we um, announce the Songs of the Summer chart, we compile it on a weekly basis starting, I think, next week. Yeah. Um, and then we run it all the way through, I think, Labor Day. And exactly. that's when we've coronate the song of the summer champion and it's basically based on hot 100 performance uh each week so i was looking at it from sort of a mathematical point of view and jason might be looking at it from a slightly different point of view so it could be interesting to see how our <laughs> rankings line up and you also wanted me to have three alternates right like three runners up to the top yeah five, we uh, yeah we have some honorable which i actually managed well. to do <laughs> nice man no yeah. i i mean it's going to be fun because like like you just said you're going from the charts perspective and i'm going I'm, uh, it's not like my picks are like, oh, these are the songs I'm going to be listening to. I think Two Life Crew is going to come back and have a really big summer. I think that I Love You Poppy, which should have been the song of last summer, is going to be the song of this summer. That can be the song of every summer. This is a video. Seriously. Let's just talk about the video. But no, this... (laughs) 
<laughs> this is a uh, my my picks are chart based. I, I think that these songs are going to be the the songs that rule our our summer. Just in terms of the sound of them, and just instinct, just ha- like everything that I'm seeing in terms of of the charts. And obviously, I'm not as steeped in it as you are. But um, yeah, man, I'm excited to get to that. But but before we do, a uh, couple quick housekeeping notes as always if you like the pop shop podcast subscribe to us on itunes that way you never ever ever miss an episode give us a rating or review in itunes we always appreciate that and if you have any questions or comments for us hit us up on twitter he is at keith underscore caulfield i am at jason lipschutz keith are you ready to rock and roll uh sure wow oh what what was that when you said rock and roll it made me think of okay obscure aside um, the CNC Music Factory uh, single. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. You know, let's rock and roll that song. It's called Here We Go, I think. Uh, I think it was like the third or fourth single from the CNC Music Factory uh, first album. And totally random. Last weekend, I moderated a panel at RuPaul's Drag Con. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Drag Convention was the first one of, of her, its kind. Um, at the LA Convention Center, so this is like no joke, and I guess like 15,000 people showed up, so it's kind of crazy. Um, I moderated a panel that featured the first ladies of disco, uh, Linda Clifford um, and Martha Wash. And Martha Wash, of course, is the voice behind Everybody Dance Now, uh, 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 which is a CNC Music Factory song. So when you said, here we go, let's rock and roll, or when you said let's rock and roll, it made me think of CNC Music Factory and how I actually got to meet and talk to Martha Wash last weekend. <laughs> Random. There you go. How, pop, pop. I, that, that must have been really fun for you, though. It, no, it was. It was to, like it was just because uh, I love Drag Race and I love RuPaul and I love all that stuff. But at the same time, like getting to moderate a panel where Martha Wash, who is the voice of Black, the, the entire Black Box album, essentially, with everybody, everybody, all those, stu- all that stuff. CNC Mix Factory is going to make you sweat. Um, Seductions hit You're My One and Only True Love. Of course, It's Raining Men. She backed Sylvester in the 70s. She has her own dance hits. Um, you know, she did you know that she did uh, uh, background vocals for uh, Bob Seger's Like a Rock, I think, in the I 80s? did not know that. Yeah, like uh, her and the other woman, I, Isora, Idora, I forget her name, I apologize, from The Weather Girls, both did background vocals on uh, Like a Rock. <laughs> I just want to point out that this segue has Sorry. happened because i said the phrase rock and roll well it was just, i think it was the way you said it are you ready to rock common, and roll pretty common phrase <laughs> i i look for a segue any way i can get one basically yeah. all right man so let's very quickly very 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 quickly because i want to get to songs of the summer stuff talk about the billboard 200 albums chart where the pitch perfect two soundtrack is number one in its first week another soundtrack at number one and Keith, uh, let's just talk about this for a second. Did you foresee this happening? I mean, the the original soundtrack of Pitch Perfect became a success. Um, the the Pitch Perfect two movie has been a huge hit uh, at the box office. But what what do you think of this debut, man? Um, well, I I had always assumed that it was going to be a significant debut, um, but then Billboard wrote a story like two weeks ago that kind of Billboard magazine kind of wrote a story. They didn't kind of. Billboard magazine wrote a story that effectively poo-pooed how Pitch Perfect Two was getting, you know, like you know, its 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 possibilities on the charts and and ooh, you know, things were looking kind of dicey. And I'm like, really? Okay. Um, 
But it was one of those things where you couldn't really forecast how the album was going to do until the movie actually gets into theaters because soundtracks uh, depend on how the film that it corresponds to resonates with audiences, especially ones that are very heavy in music, like a Pitch Perfect movie. So um, I wasn't terribly surprised. I'm delighted because I enjoy the Pitch Perfect movies, and I think you know um, they're the kinds of um, musical movies that do... Um, really well uh, in terms of you know sort of conveying themselves into an album form Um, and also the success of Pitch Perfect the first one was just so crazy and like unexpected and how Cups the Anna Kendrick song from the film became such a fluke hit Um, I think it was so cool to see the success of that movie and and the album the album did more than a million copies Cups has sold more than like two million downloads. It's a top 10 hit. Crazy. So now for Pitch Perfect 2 to debut at number one on the Billboard 200 is pretty cool and incredible. And um, it gives us our third number one soundtrack in 2015 alone, which is pretty crazy. It's the most soundtracks we've had at number one in a year, in a a calendar year, since 2010. Yeah, and and it's funny because when Furious 7 was number one, we started talking about, oh, well, you know, Pitch Perfect 2 could be the next one to hit number one. Do you see... Any songs from this soundtrack Flashlight. breaking out? <laughs> You're Flashlight. Say, which one's going to break J? out? Um, I'm so, I, I feel like I should be like more having a conversation with you because like when we were on the couch together at the at the BBMAs. I know, man. I miss I miss looking at your face. That 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 perfect beard. The, the, thanks. There's a you know when because we're in different offices and different coasts uh, and we're talking over the phone through microphones. There's always that pause that I have where I don't want to talk over you because I'm afraid, blah, 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 because we can't see each other. We don't know when we're going to start talking. That said, I knew that you were going to ask me, well, what could be the hit single? Um, <laughs> Flashlight, because Flashlight plays an important you know too role well. in the film. It's a song by Jesse J, and it's kind of a thematic, it's a recurring thematic element in the movie. Um, and so I think they're trying to position it as like the next Cups I, you know, nothing's going to ever be what Cups was because that was such a unique and sort of random out of this world hit. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just another instance of a major motion picture using music in, in such a unique way that it resonates with its audience. I mean, you look what See You Again is doing, still number one on the Hot 100. People tie it. It's it's so evocative and, and makes people think of the end of Furious 7, a, a movie that's been an unbelievable success, and now you have this flashlight song that makes people think of a critical moment in Pitch Perfect 2. So. Yep. Anyway, yep, yep, um, yep, yep, yep. I wanted to make a note of we uh, just a quick, quick follow-up on the Billboard 200 albums chart. Mumford & Sons' Wilder Mind is number two this week, so number one last week, number two this week, but it, it took a pretty steep tumble, and it, it just doesn't look like this album is going to get going in the way the hateration is strong, strong Jason. Sorry? The hateration is strong with Jason. It's not hateration. It's just it's just noting that, I mean, this is, you know, it, it went from the third biggest album debut of the year. I, I mean, definitely a drop-off from their 2012 debut, but still uh, uh, over 200,000 last week. But now it's, it's already, it's already showing signs of it was just kind of a one-week phenomenon. Right. So the album uh, Wilder Mind goes from number one to number two on the Billboard 200. It did 58,000 units, which was down 77%. That is not a terribly unusually large drop for an album that had probably, you know, uh, you know kind of a, a built up you know, first week, a lot of anticipation and a lot of pre-orders. Shawn Mendes's album had a much larger drop when it fell from number one. Um, so this isn't like the biggest ever. Um but, you know, it is sort of a cause for concern. Um, it, I explained in my 
in a magazine article last week in Billboard about um, uh, slightly more effectively than what I said last week on the podcast about why Mumford & Sons' album sales in its first week for its new album weren't as big as it could have been. And it was basically saying, you know, um, how you know they had a lot of sort of sustained momentum going into uh, Babel, their last album. And then Babel sold well, but the bulk of its sales came in like the first six months of its release. So really it was kind of highly front-loaded from basically all the people that they gained as fans during the run of Sinomore, which was their first album. Because Sinomore had a really long life and it was it sustained itself. Like it was in the top 100 on the Billboard 200 for a very long time. And they just kept collecting fans that all turned up like the first few months of Babel. And then Babel effectively just went away. And then now, you know, they're having to kind of regroup and, you know, kind of they can't just sort of rely on all that Sino more buildup now anymore because they're yeah. too far away from that album. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it makes sense. I, I guess I just made a note of it because it's not, like you said, it's not an unusually steep drop for an artist debuting at number one, but it is an unusually steep drop for Mumford and Sons, especially seeing what Babel did in 2012. Yep. Um, anyway, let's go to over to the Hot 100 where... See you again. Like I said, is still number one. Still sixth, number one. sixth week now, right? Yeah. So, a little lower on the Hot 100, "Bad Blood" by Taylor Swift. We talked about it after the Billboard Music Awards because the <laughs> is that is that the song "Bad Blood"? Yeah, that's that's me doing "Bad Blood." It's like the it's like the vocoder remix. I like that. <laughs> or the sheep version. Bad, bad blood. Taylor loves those those goat versions of songs. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Bad Blood is is back on the Hot 100 after its vid- video debut. It's at number th- 53 right now. And Keith, I think it's safe to assume that this is going to bump up in the w- next week or so. Yeah. Yeah, because the video premiered as it was the opening. It was the opener of the Billboard Music Awards last Sunday. So you know the the the, the surge that we're seeing on the chart this week um, for Bad Blood is is owed to basically the excitement building up towards Bad Blood on Sunday, and then just the initial impact of it on Sunday night, just the first few hours of tracking. So we should see a huge surge next week. It could go into the top ten for all we know. So yeah, it re-enters at number 53 this week. And by the way, we're crediting Kendrick Lamar now on the track. So it's Taylor Swift featuring Kendrick Lamar because the song, the the version that is getting the most um, points on our chart is the remix uh, version that features Kendrick. Makes sense. We will keep an eye on that one. Also debuting on the Hot 100 this week, Maroon 5 has a new song, Keith. It's at number 67 on the Hot 100. That's right. This summer's going to hurt like a mother effer. Uh, that is not the actual title of the song, but it's F star 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 R. <laughs> oh, is that? I, I thought the title was This Summer's Going to Hurt, but it's... it's- like well, I'm looking. I'm looking at our chart system right now. This summer is going to hurt like a mother f blank 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 r. Um, that's the dirty version. That's the explicit version. There's also a clean version where the summer is going to hurt, and I think they kind of like a mother mother or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty explicit. Yeah, and you know they're they're coming off of back to back to back top ten hits basically. 
from yeah. their five album. So they're 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 one to watch for possibly appearing on someone's songs of the summer list coming up later bum, in the bum, show. Bum. Bum, bum, Before bum. we get to that, Keith, let us talk about a couple songs that are not in the top ten, not in the top twenty. They're not even in the top forty, but they could be getting there soon on the Hot One Hundred. This is a segment we like to call "Soon to Be Hits." <laughs> I don't know why I do the Wheel of Fortune theme. That's the Wheel of Fortune theme. I like that though. That's great. I think it's the or it's Jeopardy. It could be Jeopardy. I think it's Jeopardy. <laughs> it's one know. of those. It's one of the. It's one of those evening game shows that are. If still you on. know what Keith just sang, hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. He's at Keith underscore Caulfield. <laughs> do you like I'm what I Jason just sang? Because I don't know what it is. Subscribe now. All right, man. We got two soon to be hits, and I'll I'll let you go first. I I will defer to you so the first one is ed sheeran's photograph it debuts at number 92 on the billboard hot 100 uh, it's it's um it's it's the latest single and video for ed and if you haven't seen the video you should really see it because it's really effective and really great basically it's um home movies of ed growing up from a, a little baby a little baby sheeran um to a stadium filling Ed Sheeran, uh, you know, in recent months or years, and you know, it tracks him growing up, you know, learning how to play instruments and and singing in front of people, and it's just adorable and cute. And um, so, you know, some of the momentum is coming from the video. Certainly, it premiered like a week and a half ago, I believe. Um, but also, it's just you know, it's doing well otherwise. But you know, a certain oomph of it is coming from the video. Speaking of which, I actually asked Ed Sheeran about the video at the Billboard Music Awards. And I asked him if he, you know, got emotional or cried when he saw it. And he's like, nope, I don't. That's not me. But um, my manager did. My manager got, you know, emotional when he saw it. Um, you know, it, it's it's funny because I was thinking about I, I watched your interview with him, I think, I guess, yesterday. And I, I, I haven't was thinking, actually seen it back yet, so I have no idea if it I was I was stupid. thinking about it myself. And I was I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like, I wouldn't look at old home movies at myself. And get emotional and get emo. I would just be like, ah, oh, there I am. <laughs> um, but I thought it was—I thought it was interesting that he didn't really have anything to do with it. Like he said that his dad basically assembled it all together, or like found all the footage, and and he just sort of saw the finished product. Um, Ed, Ed's sort of quiet unless you really get him going. I think. Um, uh, but I always enjoy speaking to him, and the video is really great. You should check it out. There you go. Photograph debut number ninety-two. Okay, my soon-to-be hit this week is from the band A Thousand Horses. The song is called Smoke. It moves up two spots this week on the Hot 100 from 49 to 47. And this is a song that's been on the Hot Country Songs chart for over four months or so. It's now in the top. Jason's talking about country music. Yeah, here we go, man. Putting on my hat. Here we go. It's now in the top ten of the Hot Country Songs chart. And, you know, this, this is a band that's on Republic Nashville, their debut album, is due out next month, June 9th, I believe. It's called Southernality. And, you know, this song, Smoke, is, is, is just very sweet and catchy in a way that it reminds me of... Remember the song uh, 19 You and Me by Dan and Shay last year? Nope. It was, it was a minor hit for Dan and Shay. Um, yeah, actually, I mean, a minor crossover hit. It was a major country hit. This song is is, is doing really well. It's uh, They performed it last week on the Today Show. So it might be one of those songs that, like Zach Brown Band's uh, Homegrown, hits the top 40 on the Hot 100. Speaking of which, here's a fun fact about A Thousand Horses, Keith. Okay. They have a guitarist named Zach Brown, oh. but it's spelled Z-A-C-H, not Z-A-C, like Zach Brown Band. Mm. Anyway, wow. A Thousand Horses, Smoke, and Ed Sheeran Photograph 
on Soon To Be Hits. All right, man, it is finally time. We are, it, it's time, man. Song of the Summer. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm, I, I, I look forward to this show. Jason is always so much more excited over the Song of the Summer concept than I ever will be, ever. I know, man. You're the Song of the Summer curmudgeon, and I'm the Song of the Summer enthusiast. I just, we can talk about this forever. Song of the Fall, Song of the Winter. Nope, it's just all about Song of the Summer. Song of the May. <laughs> song of the May 21st. You never know. So, yeah. So, Keith, here's how we're going to do this. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, we're going to list a couple honorable mentions. These are songs that could be in the Songs of the Summer top five, the top ten. They just seem like they have legs, They, but we don't think they're exactly going to be the song in the summer. And also, they by were, the way, we haven't seen each other's lists, so we could have the same songs on both of our lists. We could. It could be kind of interesting to see where they might pop up on each other's lists. It's very true. Yep. Very, very true. So I have, th- so, I have, three, I have three runners up. Do you have three runners up as well? So you have eight in total? Yes. Cool. And before, before, you, before we start naming them, then we're going to count down from five to one, uh, and we will end with the song that we the songs we think it might be the same song i don't know the the song or songs that we think will be number one song of the summer okay so let's do it man okay let's do you want to do your honorable mentions first sure i actually have those ranked as well but um, okay uh so my number eight or my third runner-up i guess however you want to put it is rachel platten's fight song uh, oh, interesting. Which is getting off to a really good start right now. She performed the song at Good Morning America last week, I believe. Um, and we mentioned her as a soon-to-be hits a week or two ago. We did. Um, I think it has the right vibe for summer. It's sort of chanty, uplifting, and fun. So that is my third. Kind of like kind of like a Brave, like a Sarah Bareilles. Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Okay. What's yours? What's what's your what's your number? Eight oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I I didn't I didn't rank mine. Oh, okay. Um, well, then you can just you, you, I can just name all three of mine. Yeah, yeah. You, you go. You yeah. You do your three honorable. We we clearly haven't there. rehearsed this or anything. Um. So, my seventh is actually the the OMI song cheerleader. Okay. Um, or Omi. Um, it is Omi. Omi. It is Omi. Uh, Omi. My Omi. My Omi. Omi. Um. Cheerleader. Uh, because, you know, you can't go a summer without sort of a reggae light song uh, topping the charts. Last year we had Magic. Um, this year we've got Omi. Um, and, in fact, on the red carpet at the Billboard Awards, I asked Magic what could be their song of the summer. And I think they actually name-checked the Omi song. Oh, that's awesome. So I think they mentioned they're like, yeah, it's kind of like reggae-ish. And I'm like, mm, fitting that you guys would talk about that. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my um, second one. And then my third one, um, closer to the top five, which almost made it, was um, Andy Grammer's Honey, I'm Good, which is uh, racing up the charts, and it's got that kind of summery, happy, uplifting sort of uh, vibe to it. And um, I think it just is having a moment right now. I don't know if that moment is going to sustain itself for like three months, but I think it has a pretty decent shot of making a dent um, possibly on the songs of summer charts. So those are my top, my, my three runners up, uh, Rachel Platten, Omi, and Andy Grammer. Okay, I also have Honey I'm Good as a runner-up, mm. an honorable mention, uh, mainly for the the reasons you just named. Um, we did we ran into Andy Grammer in <laughs> on, uh, in Vegas in, in on, Vegas on the carpet, but also in an elevator. In it's an funny elevator. because <laughs> so we we did the Periscope, the the Pop Shop Periscope, right after the show, and we ended the Periscope, and we we're like, all right, we got to go up 
upstairs to um, our producer's hotel suite and tape the Pop Shop podcast. And who do we get on the elevator with is Andy Grammer. And we're like, we're not going to interview you. Don't worry. Yeah, but, but, it, but we had a lot of like podcast equipment out. So we, had, we like, had like microphones. Yeah, we had stuff in so our hands. He looked a little nervous, but it, he, he's a good dude. Um, and Honey, I'm Good, I mean, it's already a top 20 hit. It just seems like this song has legs. I, I think it could definitely be in the top 10 songs of the summer chart. Uh, also on my list, I have Jason Derulo, Want to Want Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, another top 10 hit for him. I think this song this song definitely has legs. I think it's going to persevere throughout the summer. I just don't know if it's going to reach that next plateau of being like a top, uh, like a number one hit or a sustained number one hit. It'll be interesting to see. I, I think that you know this this Jason Derulo project. Everything is for is coming out in a few weeks, and it it has more momentum than any Jason Derulo album before it. Want to want me? People really like this song. Um, I think yeah, which is why I say it's an honorable mention. I think it'll be around the songs of the summer. Maybe not in the top five though. Okay. And then uh, my last one is Worth It by Fifth Harmony, featuring Kid Ink. Your girls, Fifth Harmony. You harmonizer, you. Hey, it's an honorable mention. I mean, the song is now a top 20 hit. It moves into the top 20 this week. Obviously, their biggest hit so far. It's it's a different look for them than what they've released previously as singles. Much more rhythmic. People seem to have really latched on to this song. Again, I don't know if it's going to... You're not gonna... sure if it's worth putting in the top five, but you think it's worth putting as a runner-up. Ah, pun intended, sir. I Yeah, I think that this song, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think it's definitely going to... I shouldn't say definitely, but I, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a, like a top 10 hit, maybe in the top five. I'm not sure it's it's going to be number one. It's just, just because maybe the track record, because we just haven't seen like a girl group song reach that level in a very long time. That's a good question. I wonder what the last girl group was to reach the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. Destiny's hmm. Child. Oh, no, probably Pussycat Dolls, right? Oh, really? No. It's got to have been something. That's something we can research for next week. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So... We'll see. I mean, the song's doing really well. We've been waiting for Fifth Harmony to have a, a crossover hit. It seems like Worth It is finally that. So that's my honorable mention. All right, man. Um, we are now in the top five. Our dun, top dun, five dun, list. Dun, 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 bum, bum, bum. Dun, 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 dun. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Uh, number five is, for me, uh, David Guetta featuring Nicki Minaj. Hey, mama. Um, it's getting off to a great start. Uh, it's, it's still a fairly young song in terms of airplay. I think it's only like maybe been on our airplay chart for the past like six weeks. Um, it's still gaining the video I think just premiered um, a day or two ago, I believe. Um, yesterday maybe, or the day before. So I think we're right in the thick of it. Even though Nikki has her own uh, competing single, The Night Is Still Young, um, I think that this is going to have some life because, you know, when you combine David Guetta and Nicki Minaj together, um, good things happen. See, turn it on or turn me on. So that is my number five. David Guetta and Nicki Minaj. Hey, Mama. I uh, spoiler alert. I do not have Hey Mama on my list. Um, <gasps> oh no. I know. I, I almost put it as an honorable mention. I think. I don't really know. I I don't really know what to think of this song. Well, that's why I, it's, it's not in the top five. No, it's know. it's funny because it, it's 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 in the top twenty. I, I totally agree with everything you said in terms of Nikki plus Geta and it, it, it checks a lot of boxes. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't really know how to feel about this song. Not not from a personal standpoint, but I'm just saying from, like, do I th- if I think it's going to be a hit. I think it's I, it's obviously a hit right now. I don't know if it's going to be a smash, um, but you may very well be correct, man. So 
my number five is Bad Blood by Taylor Swift. Uh, we talked about it a couple minutes ago in terms of re-entering the Hot 100. I just think that this is this is the perfect song for Taylor Swift to promote this summer. She's going to be on tour. She's given it a splashy look with music video. It, it's probably going to amp up its its radio push. And I I just think that it, I, I just think that if you look at what Shake It Off and Blank Space did, and even even Style. I mean, Style wasn't. A, a number one hit. It wasn't as big as those two first, the, the first two singles from 1989, but it was still a, a huge hit. So I'm just, I'm kind of betting on the Taylor Swift track record. I think Bad Blood is going to get there for sure. Alrighty. Um, number four for me is a song you've already talked about. Jason Derulo, Want to Want Me. <laughs> so clearly I think it's going to have uh, slightly more legs uh, than you do. Um, but I don't need to belabor the point too much because we've already talked about Jason Derulo. So that's my number four pick is Jason Derulo's Want to Want Me. Where is it at right now on the on the Howl 100? I'm putting, um, I'm putting you on the spot. I, no, no, no. You're fine. Uh, I've got the chart in front of me. It just I have to need to scroll up. It's um, It goes eight to six on the Billboard Hot 100 this week. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, I talked about it as an honorable mention. I, I I think that it makes a lot of sense. I know that Gary Trust, your chart colleague, your um, your co-chart expert... Uh, co-director as, of charts, by the way. Co-director of charts. Um, now, uh, had it at number two on his list. Oh. And his, his list is on Billboard.com uh, right now. It, it came out last week. We'll link to it in the post for this podcast. But... Yeah, I, I think that it definitely has a shot. I, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know if it's going to be that smash. I think it's a hit. I'm not sure it's, it's going to be a smash. Well, then um, what's your number three? Are, well, are my number, number four. Three, right? Oh, your number four. Oh, you have to do your four now. Yeah, Sorry. so Bad Blow is my number five. <laughs> I'm just trying to barrel along. Like, what's your number two? Come on. <laughs> Mine is more bold predictions, I guess, because I, I'm sure this is going to be in your top three, but I have Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth. See you again at number four. It's still number one for a sixth week right now uh, by a wide margin. And I think that here's the thing about See You Again. It's it's obviously just because it's starting the summer with which, with such a head start. Right. It's going to be in the top five mm-hmm. for sure. Here's the thing. I think that this is the type of song where once it leaves number one, it's not going to hang around the top five like Uptown Funk is is doing right now, where people are still enjoying it. I think that once it leaves the top, uh, the number one slot, I think it's just and Furious Seven disappears from theaters. I, I just think it's going to drop. Like, I, and that's the thing. I just don't. I can't imagine this song still lingering around the top five, the top ten in July and August. So. Yeah. I think that even though it's it's a, it's right now, I, I mean, the smart money's on See You Again. I just don't know if it's going to last that much longer. Even even if it lasts another, like, three, four, five weeks at number one, I, I just think it'll drop like a stone. Okay. All right. Um, number three? Your, number three for you, man. Number three, it's something you already talked about. Taylor Swift, Bad Blood. Oh, I, I what's funny is I thought I thought by putting t- uh, Bad Blood in the top five, I was like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of, you know, it's it's not even a top 40 hit yet. So I know but I'm, you, taking, but you, I'm just but taking a, also a wild think... leap here with it's, it's Taylor Swift. It's, you know, it's just Taylor and it's 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 it could be a big song or it could just be like a big song for the next three weeks. I don't know. Um, but I'm going to wild guesses here and suggest that Bad Blood could have a really 
good summer, um, especially in light of the remix with Kendrick Lamar and the, the Toxic meets Alias meets Tron video. Um, those are my notes to Jason. Um, so yeah, uh, Taylor is number three with Bad Blood on my list. I mean, it just seems like this video is going to be watched over and over and over by by both Taylor fans and, and people who might have missed it on the Billboard Music Awards. It just seems like there's so, there's so many people in it that everyone's going to want to see this video uh, multiple times. Hopefully. So. I mean, that's what Taylor's hoping. <laughs> Indeed. So... Keith, my number three song of the summer, my bold prediction. This is this is another Jason bold prediction. Uh, I should get that trademarked. Um, I have Jack U featuring Justin Bieber. Where are you now? That's my a pretty bold three. prediction. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I think that I just think that this this song is is going to explode at some point, and I the music video has yet to be released. I think maybe that might be the catalyst. I think maybe if it's performed on national television in, in some form or fashion, it just seems like it, it's already doing really well. And it's, it's not even already on the Hot 100. It's not on. It, sure, it is. Really? Where are you now? Where are you now? By Skrillex and Diplo and. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I was looking for Jack U. And I, I, uh, I, sorry, I was. It's, it's it's credited to Skrillex and Diplo featuring. Yeah, I I think I of it as Jack U because it's it's Skrillex and for it's those who don't know, album, yeah. Jack U is Skrillex yeah, and yeah, Diplo. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, so it's, yeah, it's number twenty two. Number twenty two on the Hot 100 right now. Uh, again, without its music video, uh, I, I I just like. I, I just feel like this summer or this this song is going to rule this summer. You've seen a lot of these kind of downbeat dance songs do really well. If you think of something like a um, Mr. Prob's Wave, if you think of Prayer and Sea, and then you have these three huge names attached to it: Skrillex, Diplo, Justin Bieber, and it's it's just a great song. It's it's it's. I, I think that even people who are not inclined to love Justin Bieber are admitting that this song's great and and i i just think it's it sounds like a surefire top 10 hit to me and it's it has yet to get there but i think it's on its way man and that's uh my number three pick Alrighty. Uh, you think uh, do you think do you think that's a uh, a little too outlandish i do okay <laughs> that's all just, right that's, that's fair. just me though okay um that's why i didn't put it we on what, my what's list. great is that what's great is that we're gonna have this podcast up and we'll see if I'm an idiot at the end of the summer or if I'm a genius. Well, I guess coming we'll from see. Vegas, I've realized that Jason is a big gambler man. Yeah, I am. He's basically Kenny Rogers as the gambler live. Um, so, That's yeah, true. he's he's all about like, oh, we're going to see how this turns out. We're going to put some money on it. I'm like, no, we're not. Um, <laughs> is it number two now for me? Is that what I'm doing? Number two for you, yeah. Number two uh, for me is Maroon 5. This summer's gonna hurt like a mother. See that? See that's a that's a bold prediction. For well, me. it's Maroon. It's 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 debuting this week on the Hot 100. Um, it, Maroon Five has had an incredible track record, and the last time they sort of put out like a random single that wasn't attached to an album, you know, that wasn't on an album initially, was moves like Jagger. Um, so I'm thinking this could be, in theory, it could. It, what they're hoping is that it could turn into a moves like Jagger kind of moment where they have this big summer anthem. Um, and it is catchy. Um, and it's got sort of these, you know, the explicitness of it, which is helping, you know, you know, tantalize and titillate people. Um, it's only explicit in that they say, you know, mother trucker. 
Um, it's not like they're, it's not like it's, you know, nasty freestyle dirty. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's the, the typical explicit. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why it's number two on my list because I mean, come on, it's Maroon 5. It'll be interesting, man. I mean, you're, you're certainly like, like I talked about with Taylor Swift, you're, you're betting on the Maroon 5 track record and, and saying, Hey, if their last, you know, up X amount million of singles, singles have all gone yeah, like top at, five. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking that this is probably having a good shot too. And, and they usually hang out for a million years on the chart because that sugar song hasn't gone anywhere yet. It's still in the top 10. So, you know, when you think of it that way, I'm like, Maroon 5, 18, 18 weeks in the chart with Sugar, it is still in the top 10. Um, it just makes me think that, you know, whatever song they put out is probably going to have a very sustained long life on the radio, which certainly helps its chart fortunes as well on the people on the, on the people of 100. <laughs> I mean, we don't really talk too extensively about Maroon 5 on this podcast. We we kind of are like, yeah, Sugar is in the top 10. Yeah, Maps in the top 10. But we did, we but, did kind of rant about how it, it, the Maroon 5 album is effectively an Adam Levine <laughs> solo yeah, project. Um, because we're not sure how much of the band of Maroon 5 is really on that album. Um, it's so funny because he performed a Maroon 5 song on the Grammys with Gwen Stefani but as as a solo artist, it was a Maroon Five song, but the rest of Maroon Five wasn't there. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I was gonna say we we don't really talk about them too extensively, but man, they're just they're there's no other group doing what they're doing right now in terms of just Hot 100 success, and you know they're they're obviously not like a rock group anymore; they're a pop group. But and you're right that they very well may very well be just Adam Levine. Uh, but even so, they present themselves as a group and they keep scoring these these huge, huge hits. Yep. All right, so my number two, Keith, and a song that I fear, I, I don't know what your number one is, but I fear this might not be your number one uh, and might not be on your list at all, but is my number two is Trap Queen by Fetty Wap. It's that number two right now. Yeah, it's not on, on my list. I know, man. And you don't believe in Fetty? No, I don't. Is... I, no, I don't not believe <laughs> just, in Fetty. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, we all believe in Fetty. But I, I think that this song is going to be the number two song of the summer. I think that the remix with Gucci Mane and Quavo just came out. I think there's going to be more remixes to this song. I think there's going to be more high-profile remixes to this song. I'm not basing that on any knowledge that I have. I just, uh, if I were to take a guess, everyone loves this song in terms of, you know, hip-hop fans, in terms of pop fans. Also, it's number two, like, on the Billboard Hot 100. So yeah, it's, 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 it's primed for, like, a really good, you know, sustained chart run if it can, if it can continue the momentum then it's it's in a good spot because it's already high up on the chart so it's off to a good start you know at the beginning of the sort of summer season and that's the thing is is that i think that it is primed for a long chart run and and maybe it never hits number 1 i know see you again is is pretty far ahead of it right now but i just i have a feeling that this is the type of song that's going to linger in the top 5 for another good 2 months at at, at least I, it just seems like so many people are in love with this song I know he performed it with the Roots on Fallon, but I, I feel like he's going to have a primetime placement somewhere in the next couple months because people are, are finally catching on to how popular this song is. And yeah, it, it just seems like the kind of, of summer anthem that'll endure. And um, I know it's 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 a weird song. It's not many hip-hop songs are, are 
the number one song of the summer, uh, at least in recent memory. But I, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna endure. I do. Hate to disappoint you, but Fetty Wap is not my number one. I know. I, I figured. I figured. But yeah, uh, my number one. Wait, it's bum bum Because you just gave your number one, right? No, that was my number two. Oh, so I guess my number one. Okay, here we go. Bum bum bum. Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth. All right. See you again. It's just off to such a robust start that you know I feel like it's going to be number one probably for the next few weeks, and then it'll probably linger. I don't think it's going to drop like a hot rock or like an anvil off of the side of a cliff, like Jason was suggesting. Um, that is entirely possible, though. I mean, that's the gamble that we're taking here with this song, but the hope is that it'll transcend and just become a song that is about remembering a friend or remembering a lost one and not just remembering Paul Walker. And I think that's what it's starting to do. I think it's just starting to become, you know, sort of a a a, a moment for people to sort of fondly remember someone much in the same way like a song like One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men, you know, wasn't, you know, it wasn't intended to be about one person and it can be sort of a universal sort of I remember you type song. And I think that's maybe what they're hoping or what the hope could be for See You Again, where it's a song that transcends um, its initial meaning. So perhaps it could have a longer run. And the fact that it's number one right now means it's off to a good start in terms of just the math, the pure math of, of our songs, the summer chart. Yeah, I agree with you. If it, if it can reach that point where it's not just the Paul Walker tribute and, and to a lot of people it, it is at that point, but I guess on the collective consciousness, I feel like it's still tied to furious seven too intrinsically to really break free of that. And it, 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 I mean, like you said, just looking at the math, it's, it's the clear favorite right now. Um, I guess we'll see. That's, that's why uh, this is a uh, prediction show. So my number one, Keith, Jason is my boldest prediction yet. I know more you, bold you, than Skrillex and Justin Bieber. I think I think so. I mean, may, eh, maybe you never know. Let me guess: Is it the weekend? Earned it? Fifty Shades of Grey? No, no. Uptown and, Funk. And, Uptown Funk. Is that going to be the song of the summer? <laughs> it's coming back. No, uh, my song of the summer, which I wrote about last week, and this is my my prediction. And I might be crazy. I might not be crazy. Uh, number one is for me is Omi Cheerleader, mm-hmm. and it's a song that has been just rocketing up the Hot 100. It's, it, it jumps another 16 spots, I believe, this week from 47 to 31. And this is a song that just, it, it's like the perfect storm to me. And that's why I have it at number one. I, I feel like it was an, it, it, for those who are not familiar with, with Cheerleader, it's, it's a song originally released in 2012 by a Jamaican artist named Bowie. It was a hit in Jamaica, and then in 2014, the producer Felix John got a hold of it, and I why he remixed this song that was two years old, uh, I'm not sure, but he he did, and it was a, a hit with the remix, as, as his edit was a hit in Europe and Australia. It is currently, I, actually I'm not sure if it's number one still, but it, as of last week, it was number one in the UK. Um, ahead of See You Again. and So it was a hit, an international hit that's finally making its way to the U.S. It's uh, been rocketing up the Hot 100 every week. And I don't know, man. It, it's just you, you listen to this song once and you just you, you get that feeling where it's like, all right, this is the song in the summer. It's so damn catchy. It, it like... 
it's been in my head for like the last week and a half. It's it's crazy how catchy this song is. And you you see the track record where and you you talked about this a little bit where reggae songs always kind of do well. UB40 to Sean Kingston to last year with Rude and Magic. And and here's the other thing I, I wrote about is that I feel like this is this is a weird thing to say, but I feel like the song of the summer has to have or it helps that it when it has a little bit of controversy. You look at you know, Iggy Zalia was kind of a lightning rod last year with Fancy, two years ago, obviously blurred lines. And I feel like once people get hip to this song, they're going to be talking a lot about the lyrics, which are are positive on the on, uh, on the outset, but then if you listen to them, it's it's a little bit like the the gender roles. Like it's basically a song like I'm not leaving my girl because she roots for me. So I think some people are gonna have a problem with that, but it's gonna help the song in the long run. I I just everything about this song just screams song of the summer to me. That's my number one pick. Alrighty. Do you think the so what's what's the bolder prediction? Do you think? Where are you now at number three, or, or cheerleader at number one? Uh, the Justin Bieber track at number. Okay, three. so you so you realistically think? I mean, you you had it as an honorable mention. Yeah, but you so you think cheerleader does have that that shot? Oh, I I do, and, and you know some of the celebrities that we asked on the red carpet at the Billboard Music Awards name checked Omi. Um, so I think it, it definitely has that kind of right vibe, and also it doesn't have the Justin Bieber baggage attached to it. Um, I just wasn't, you know, when I put this list together, I wasn't entirely, you know, super convinced of how it could possibly beat Maroon 5 and Taylor Swift, you know, and, and people like that. And I'm like, well, let me just go with, you know, the, what I think might be the, the, the sure bets, you know, the A-list superstars that have sort of you know, hits under their belt as opposed to the question mark of someone that no one's ever heard of. But, you know, that can also help you because look at in the past – Gautier is somebody that I used to know, Magic, um, Megan Trainer come out of the blue with All About That Bass. You know, you know these random artists that come out of the blue um, and have these breakthrough hits because they have no history, because that's the beauty of you get to learn about someone and there's a blank slate. And, you know, so that could work in Omi's favor. Who knows? And that's the beauty of Songs in the Summer. You just don't know what's going to be the song of the summer. It's true, man. So for those that are listening to this podcast, what do you think is going to be the song of the summer? Hit us up on Twitter and leave a comment in the podcast post. On is there Google. a hashtag for that? Hashtag um, song of the summer. Hashtag pop shop. Hashtag. Because <laughs> we, no, we need something. No hashtag. We, we, need, we need to pimp something. You want to make a hashtag? You want to make uh, pop shop SOS? Pop shop SOS. That's cute. So, song of Summer. Yeah, All right. do that. If, if you're what listening do, and you if, want to do that, why don't you tweet us? You can tweet at Billboard, hashtag Pop Shop SOS. I like it. Yeah, hashtag Pop Shop SOS to tell us what you think will be the Song of the Summer on Twitter. Keith, we got to wrap this up, man. But before we do, it's time for your Char Set of the Week. Hey. So, um, kind of keep it, keeping it relatively recent. Uh, this week in 2011. See, it wasn't that long ago. May 21st, 2011. Adele's Rolling in the Deep hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Uh, it was Adele's first number one single, uh, first of three number one singles, actually, from her blockbuster album titled 21. She also hit the top with uh, Set Fire to the Rain, 
as well as uh, someone like you. Uh, so she had three number ones, all from one album. And of course, that album has gone on to sell a gajillion copies. Actually, more specifically, it has sold 11.1 million copies in the United States, according to Nielsen Music. That makes it the 11th biggest selling album of the entire Nielsen era, which began in 1991 when the company started tracking sales. And it is probably going to become the 10th biggest here sometime before the end of the year because it is creeping up on NSYNC's No Strings Attached, which is the 10th biggest selling album of that entire era. I know that will be a very big deal on Billboard.com when Adele bumps uh, NSYNC out of the number 10 slot. Um, Also, fun fact, this week Adele's 21 is still on the Billboard 200 chart. Um, It has been on the chart for more than, I think, 200 weeks. Um, And it is also in its 190th week in the top 100 of the chart, which is really crazy if you think about it the album has never left the chart um and it continues to sell well and you know we hope that there's a new adele album on the way we yeah it's hope been it's, it's been a minute since we've gotten an update or it's been a minute i mean the last thing we heard was last fall when xl recordings which is her label um released a financial statement saying something along the lines of you know there will not be any new adele album in 2014 which made everyone think okay so maybe next year will be it so We're still waiting, but she's pretty quiet about this sort of thing, and uh, hopefully we'll get a new album for the end of the year from Adele. That said, this week in 2011, Adele's Rolling in the Deep hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Boom. Thank you, Keith, as always, for your Chart Set of the Week. All right, man, that is going to do it for us at the Pop Shop Podcast this week. Uh, Thanks again for your rousing Song of the Summer predictions, Keith. And we'll be back next week, uh, same time as usual. We actually have a, a fun guest next week. We have B. Miller, the rising star on Hollywood Records. She stopped by for a very interesting chat. Can't wait to post that. Keith, do you have any parting words? I do not. All right, man. Let's go out on uh, last year's Song of the Summer. This is Iggy Azalea Fancy. Thanks for listening, and take care. So fancy.